Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Being Human is Weird. We are so happy to have you. Um, Based on last week's episode, I'm sure this is the first time you're getting on your phones or you've been listening to the previous episode on repeat, and that's fine too. But all joking aside, we hope that you are taking a look at that phone usage and it has been beneficial over the last week to just be a little more mindful. We are doing a big check-in today, so that's actually where we're going to start. Abby, how is your phone usage going? Everyone will be extremely surprised to hear that after a successful week last week of sticking to my social media timers, I hit ignore or ask me again in 15 minutes 14 times the day our social media episode came out. (laughs) Because it's been a couple of weeks of using it, I have noticed a big difference. Before, I wasn't even paying attention to it. But now I get that reminder and it's like, okay, I've already spent an hour on this today. I need to set my phone down and walk away. So my doom scrolling is a lot less and uh, less frequent throughout the day. Being completely honest, I did hit remind me in 15 minutes, probably 49 times. (laughs) (laughs) Moving Moving in the right direction. And like we know, progress is usually one step forward, two Mm -hmm. steps back. And that's the way it goes. But you are sticking to it and being mindful, it sounds like. So that's awesome. Maybe I'm just not maybe we know this. I'm not as popular as Abby. So (laughs) (laughs) we've gone out a couple of times this week. And I've checked that Andy's bringing his phone. So I've felt pretty comfortable just leaving mine at home. And really, when I'm out, I haven't been missing it or thinking about it at all. So I feel like the stronghold is certainly weakening for me too. And I'm sure next week will be my two steps back, but I'll let y'all know. It forces me when I'm out. So for context, Andy and I went to a concert um, on Tuesday night and he had his phone. And you know, when it's in between sets or you're just waiting around, usually you get on your phone and start scrolling but I can still just stand here and people watch and I'm perfectly fine, you know, being present with whatever's happening around me versus if my phone was with me, I would automatically do that. And I don't like doing things on autopilot. So it brought attention to it without me having it as a crutch. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) It does. And I think I talked in the last episode about uh, the bustling town of Port Austin's Winterfest and we were at a restaurant bar and everyone i must i don't know if i smelled bad or annoyed them but everyone left to go to the bathroom or to go get a drink or whatever and i was sitting there by myself and it was so hard to just sit there and not be on my phone Mm -hmm. and i forced myself to do it but i'm wondering do you get that awkward feeling it was almost like it would make me feel less vulnerable if I were on my phone. I felt like everyone was staring at me, even though I know that they weren't. No, totally. I completely agree. And I've wondered that too, if it's a female specific protection thing, obviously I can only speak from the cisgendered female perspective. I understand that feeling so well that you're describing. And I think it comes up in different situations for us than maybe our male counterparts. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe guys feel it too. Who knows? Yeah, someone let us know. You're right. It is almost feeling safer. But as you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay, if I am only paying attention to my phone instead of my surroundings, am I really safer? <laughs> you know, I'm not paying. Somebody could attack me at any point. 
No, but you're honestly, right. I'd welcome being attacked at this point because I'm just like, I don't have time to. <laughs> <laughs> just I think one thing that we didn't talk about last week when we did touch on the phones is like standing at that concert, I realized that I was standing more upright and looking around me versus being hunched over my phone. And while that's not maybe the first thing we think of when taking a social media break, I mean, it changes Mm -hmm. our moods because if we're hunched over, if we're in that collapsed position, that's telling our body we're trying to protect ourselves or we're really tired and fatigued versus if you're sitting upright with your shoulders back and your head looking straight ahead or your eyes looking straight ahead, That's telling your body, I'm secure, I'm confident, I'm ready. Just another thought that the way you're looking at your phone and the posture that you take while doing so can have direct effect on your mood. I'm sitting here like, okay, I'm shaped like a candy cane right now. I should probably sit up. While we were chatting, I looked at my screen time and I was expecting it to be 30 minutes or less. And um, of course it wasn't. Um, What else can you do with that time that you were spending on your phone mindlessly. And I guess my ideal answer is anything mindfully. Um, So whether that's journaling for you or whether that's taking a walk or getting some movement in your body, maybe not a new hobby or any activity at all, but maybe learning to embrace that boredom and sit in silence. Oh, I like uh, that. That can be a toughie, but that's it's, uh, like anything else. The more you practice, the more you're going to be comfortable with it. And then you start to really enjoy those moments of nothing else is going on. I'm just here and living my life. I like that because I think I've been using my phone a lot lately to as a way to feel connected, which I don't think there's anything wrong with. However, if I just need to press pause and I need to focus on myself, you know, all that crap Pinterest and whatever it tells you to do, but I haven't yet. I've been checking in on my friends that have babies and then we get talking, which is, again is so great, but it's me being on my phone. So how do I get myself to just set it down or put a rule in place that's like, I don't want to be on this thing before 9am or after 9pm. And that's just a boundary that I set with myself. I have all the tools. It's just, just like what we do with diet exercise with everything. It's just one of those things where there's this mental barrier and I'm like, "Mm -mm, better not. (laughs) Right. So it sounds like you're at the place where it's time to experiment and Mm -hmm. see what might work. And chances are, you're going to find a lot of things that don't work. And that's that's still winning. That's still progress. To go back to something that we've tried before, Abby, would you like to try something for one week and see what comes of that? I would. And I think it's going to be the 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. You know, I'll probably glance at it, make sure I don't have any pressing texts or calls, but then set it down and do a morning routine. And then in the evening, that gives me enough time with no phone to get ready for bed. We talked privately, Carrie, that in the morning and the evening, my thoughts are like the Daytona 500. (laughs) You want to only use your phone between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then maybe glance at it, you said, in case there's anything pressing. So what do you consider pressing and what do you consider a glance? Is that looking at your lock screen and not actually opening the phone or what does that consist of? 
Yes. Uh, I don't know what one I'm saying yes to. For the glance, I would say just hitting the button on the side, checking the lock screen. But the pressing matters, I guess, would be do I have missed calls or text messages aren't typically pressing. It's usually like memes from my friends. <laughs> my cousin asking if I want to go for a walk. But um, I would say responding to people and just checking the lock screen once in a while outside of those times. And would you ever consider letting the people in your life, your friend group know that I am only available between nine and nine? Not right now. Okay. Because the guilt <laughs> would, I just don't want them to think I'm not available for them. That's a bigger issue that I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, but if I they, mean, yeah, if they need something, I want to be here just in case. Absolutely. You are a fantastic friend and neighbor and daughter and all of those things. I totally get it. Are you going to start that tomorrow? Is your plan to go for a week with this or until we touch base again? Or what What are you feeling? I think a week. I'd like to do today to one week from today. Okay. I don't know the date. I don't know what day of the week it is right now, but out seven days. <laughs> I was going to start on my phone. Now, I'd like to switch directions and talk about you, Carrie, because I feel like this has been the All About Abby uh, <laughs> episode. You mentioned earlier that your phone isn't really something that drags you in, especially lately. You've been just crushing it with leaving it at home or, you know, finding other activities. But you did mention as well, before you went on vacation, that you had started doing some sort of movement in the morning and that was going pretty well. So talk to me about that. And is there anything that you'd like to revisit? Yeah, I'm glad you're checking back in on that. I still am walking on my treadmill at my desk in the mornings and I really, really enjoy it. Since the sickness has hit, I'm finding myself getting fatigued way more quickly, which is frustrating for me. It has also meant little movements throughout the day instead of a longer walk and then a longer workout. It's like 10 to 20 minutes on the treadmill, take a break, a few more hours pass, 10 to 20 minutes on the treadmill, that kind of thing. So definitely the walking I want to keep up, especially when, if this thing ever leaves my body fully. <laughs> I That sprung out of wanting to do yoga right away in the morning, which I have started to do. I'll dub it my lunch hour. I, you know, I'm not working, so there's no such thing as time, oh my but <laughs> my lunch hour lasts 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have started doing yoga, which is really awesome to get back into. And it is something that even when I'm fatigued, I'm capable of doing. And I know enough that I can modify when I need to, or switch things up or hold things when they're feeling really yummy in my body. So that is where I am right now. So it sounds like you're doing what feels right as you continue to recover for the 18th year in a row. I know. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is there something that maybe you'd like to set as a one week long goal so that we have something to check in on next week. Yes, I am going back to the yoga, but not doing it right away in the morning, which is what I previously said. I am enjoying walking too much in the morning, but I would like to do my self-paced yoga, which is my favorite yoga. <laughs> um, every day for the next week, just fit it in where it makes sense. And as of right now, that's been 
you know, around what would be a lunch hour. So I will probably stick with that for a week. And what are you ultimately hoping to get out of that? That is a great question. Because I am under the weather still and recovering, I am hoping to gain strength in a more nourishing way for my body. And that is yoga right now. That's not cardio and that's not weightlifting. I just find myself getting too fatigued. And yoga can be really challenging. I mean, holding those poses, it might look easy and beautiful, but you get 30 seconds in and at least for me, my muscles start to shake. I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also feels so rejuvenating that I am hoping to get past this fatigue and sickness time while still getting this movement that is so good for my body. in. I know that's not a specific outcome. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's an important lesson for all of us is sometimes fitness or recovery doesn't look like getting in the gym and swinging weights around. Sometimes it means uh, pivoting and learning more about what works for you and being patient with yourself. And just like you said, fitting it in where you can versus keeping yourself on this. Well, I said I was going to do it in the morning, so I have to, or I'm a failure type of thing, which is what I do. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for sharing that. No, thank you for being so supportive that, I mean, thank you. You put it in perspective in a way that feels better to me too, instead of like, oh, I can't believe I'm still sick. And all I can do is stretch on the floor. (laughs) before I get tired. <laughs> That's all I feel like I can do when I'm not sick. So <laughs> you're you're crushing it. This was a good check-in for all of us and continuing to touch base on the phone and my movement, I think is beneficial for both of us here. Hopefully it's beneficial for you out there in the listening world and whatever you're working on, you can apply what we're working on to your circumstance. Keep listening, please. <laughs> Please. We were voted number one podcast in our hearts, voted on <laughs> by our staff. I was so like, we were part of the movement. Yes. We are having some episodes upcoming with more special guests and experts. We're getting excited to really share other perspectives with you all and we want to pick their brains so that we can learn from them too. Mm. So please keep an ear out for those upcoming episodes and just keep being weird and keep being kind to yourself. If you are with us and believing being human is weird, then like, subscribe, share, all of those things that the kids are doing. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanisweird. That's where we're going to be sharing resources, inspiration, and news about our podcast. And we would love to hear from you. So slide right into our DMs with questions, comments, and what you'd like to hear more of. And thank you so much for listening, weirdos. 